The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to the eleven and those with them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. A few years ago, as part of the Book of Faith or Engage the Bible initiative, the Synod announced a biblical storytelling contest for the youth of our congregations. The kids choose the story they want to tell, decide their props and costumes, and create a video to tell the story. In February, when all of the youth from our Synod are together at LYO, they vote on the videos. And then at the annual Synod Assembly, which just happened on Friday and Saturday in Greensboro, everyone gets the chance to see the winning videos. Well, this year, one group was telling the story of Elijah and the worshipers of Baal that we hear in 1 Kings chapter 18. If you don't know the story, the prophet Elijah meets up with the 450 prophets of Baal, a foreign god, different from the god of Israel, and he challenges the people of Israel to pit him against the other prophets in a contest. Each of them lays a bull on an altar, calls on the name of God, and waits for God to answer in fire. They agree that the first prophet whose altar is consumed by fire is the prophet of the true God. Now the story sounds strange enough to our ears hearing it in worship on a Sunday morning. But imagine being the neighbor or someone driving by Macedonia Lutheran Church in Burlington and seeing a half dozen teenagers 
out in the churchyard, dressed in flowing robes and dancing or limping, as scripture says, around a centerpiece that looks like an altar. Then another robed person, who is the character of Elijah, comes out and builds a second altar. And suddenly it erupts in fire. It couldn't have been something they saw every day. And I have to wonder what they thought was happening. Today we are celebrating the ascension of our Lord, which is always 40 days after the resurrection on Easter morning. On this feast day, Luke tells us that Jesus bodily leaves the disciples and is carried to heaven. And then in the reading from the Acts of the Apostle, Luke gives another account of what the disciples experienced when Jesus was lifted up. There, Luke tells us that as Jesus was going, the apostles were gazing upward toward heaven. And two men in white robes appeared and questioned them, asking, Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? It couldn't have been something they saw every day. And I have to wonder what they thought was happening. Were they just pausing to catch their breath and puzzle out what God was doing in their midst? Or perhaps did they know they had seen God? And now they were waiting expectantly for God's return. Or were they afraid to move because they might miss out on a holy encounter? Like the disciples who traveled with Jesus, we too are witnesses of all that God is doing. We have heard the stories in scripture of what God has done, and we know God's promises we have received the bread and wine given for us and remembered God's gifts of new life and forgiveness. And yet, how often do we also stand still in our lives, unsure of God's grace, uncertain of what's next, unconvinced, that God will fulfill God's promises for us. Gazing wistfully to the heavens for help to arrive or backward at the comfort of the past. The stories of the ascension call us to bring our gaze to the present, to the people in our neighborhood and community who need our help and care here and now. We must remember that as the body of Christ on earth, we are the living witnesses kept in faith by the Holy Spirit and sent out to the ends of the earth. But there is good news here. We don't have to know all of the answers to all of the questions to be faithful witnesses. 
It is okay that our experiences of God are sometimes overwhelming or hard to explain. It is okay when our faith practices, whether it's praying at meals in public places, crossing ourselves in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, or video recording a Bible story, make people stare and wonder. Perhaps their curiosity will be stirred and they will ask us about this Jesus whom we know. There's more good news. It's okay when we make mistakes. One of my favorite quotes from this year's assembly came from the ELCA Director for Congregational Vitality, the Reverend Ruben Duran, who said, don't make the same old mistakes. Let's make new mistakes together. Let's risk a little. God guides us and provides abundant grace for each one of us, and there is nothing we can do to separate ourselves from that love. The good news of Jesus surrounds us. And we are not alone. Our witness is stronger together. When we build relationships with each other and we listen to each other's stories, we discover new ways that God is working all around us. One of the joys of attending Synod Assembly is hearing from the different ministries and leaders about the work that is happening in congregations all across North Carolina. This year, that included the story of a child whose family is homeless, who went to summer camp for the first time. It included the story of two congregations here in the western part of the state who have yoked and are sharing ministry, becoming vibrant and vital again. It included the story of a Sudanese teenager who serves on the LYO board. And it included many stories of the congregations in the 28 eastern counties that were affected by Hurricane Florence last year. We cannot always see where God is or what is happening or make sense of it, but we can have confidence in God's promises and refuse to be afraid of what we don't know or whether we can follow well. St. Teresa of Avila was a Spanish noblewoman with Jewish roots who lived in the 16th century. A Carmelite nun and a mystic, she wrote the following words that I believe are an Ascension Day commission for each one of us and for all who follow Jesus. She wrote, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on the world. Hearing that commission, let us pray.
Holy God, we give you thanks for your son Jesus who lived and died here on earth, showing us what it means to love you and the world. In his absence, keep us in faith and forgive us when we stand still, when we are disoriented or confused or we are afraid. Give us courage and confidence in your promises that we would be lively witnesses to your grace and the world would know your abundant love. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.